This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with purpose and passion. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and today is a unique show for Don't Retire, Graduate. I'm pleased to announce that our guest is Rachel Schlimmer. Uh, She's a semi-nomadic human. Literally, for the last five to six years, she's been working most of the year, traveling eight to ten months all over the place, and now she's looking to put down some roots, build some stability, and up her long-term finance game, and she's willing to share her story uh, and some vulnerability with us today. So, Rachel, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Yeah, hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. This is going to be unique for us, truly, because normally uh, we're talking to folks who are either self-proclaimed personal finance uh, experts or money nerds or sometimes authors. And so to have someone um, who really personal finance is a little bit foreign to, quite frankly, um, and to have gone through some of the things you've gone through over the years. I mean, I, when I when I met you, I immediately said, this is an interesting story. And I'd love you to start um, with telling us a little bit about yourself and and how um, we'll get into the sort of the, the semi-nomadic piece, but but how you got uh, to where you are today and, and, and so forth. Tell us where you're from and, and a little bit about you. Yeah, okay. Um, so I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Um, my dad ended up moving out that way to work for Microsoft. And so um, I grew up in the Bellevue area. And then when I graduated, um, found myself in Seattle proper. I've been there. I'd say that's been my home base for the last five or six years. Um, and first traveled a uh, high school trip, um, didn't know what it was to be overseas <laughs> and kind of had my brain blown because I grew up um, fairly insulated, just my family culture and everything, uh, wasn't exposed to a lot. And so when I had the chance in college to study abroad for a semester, uh, I took it. And that ended up being my last college experience because I was graduating the following spring and I loved it. Uh, and so came back home, worked for a year at a job. I had uh, had a little bit of a lead on before I graduated. Didn't love it, um, really burned out there. And so I took off traveling again. Uh, went to Europe this time for about nine to 10 months. Um, Got to walk the Camino de Santiago, which ended up being a whole six-week process. Um, wow. Did some working, what are they called? Uh, like work exchanges, that's, I think, the, the technical term. Um, okay. But folks who needed help over there, kind of like an Airbnb setup. Um, anyone who needed help could kind of post on this website, and people who wanted to help could uh, get up and stayed with a couple of families over there, did some... Did some farming, um, did some some help with uh, with a stud farm, and came back home, uh, worked for about another year, um, went and traveled during the pandemic, um, came back, worked for another year, 
went to travel for a while, came back and worked. Um, so it's kind of been the off and on uh, process over the last couple of years of my adult life. Um, and so I think where I find myself right now is kind of, as you mentioned, like looking to put down roots in some form or other. Um, and the more that I keep trying to get myself into a full-time gig and a like long-term career, the more I'm like, oh, but I really do want to be traveling all the time. So I think my struggle right now is to find how do I build that long-term stability, um, whether that's longevity in a career, um, financial planning, kind of all of the things that you get when you stay in one place for a long time, but without having to stay in one place for a long time. Um, just because I still have that curiosity and hunger to see more of the world and, and experience more. So. All right. Well, I, I have, uh, this is not, <laughs> this is not an intervention and it's sure as heck not therapy, but I do have some ideas. Why don't we, why don't we play them off of each yeah, other? Please. Um, it seems to me that there are occupations that allow you to also travel constantly. One of them, of course, being travel agency, but, but in a, in a more, uh, fundamental way there's also taking a, a job with like a cruise line and spending your life mm -hmm. at different ports um there are certainly uh, there are certainly ways to travel a lot if you if you take a role with one of the airlines and or one of the other one of the other transportation companies there are things that you can do yeah. where you still have roots you still have your place whether it's an apartment or a condo or whatever it is but you can see the world in a whole different way um have you given thought to, to making your life and your living from travel? I would say yes, except that I'm not sure I have. I've definitely had it suggested to me. Um, there is something about, I mean, this is gonna get more personal than financial. Um, there's something about just the way that I have constructed my idea of how you do life and how you support yourself um, that just doesn't include that. And so somehow it doesn't feel like a natural thing to do. Um, okay. And I don't know if that I think largely that's um, it's too rigid of a sense that I have what life has to be. Um, so that's been, that has been and will continue, I think, to be something interesting for me to challenge, um, as yeah. I think really specifically about what it is I want to do and and put together pieces like this suggestion you've had mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and lean into, okay, this doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel like anything I've seen anyone else do. It seems mm -hmm. like something I hear about other people doing, and I'm not other people, so I don't get to do that. Um, does that kind of make okay. sense? <laughs> Well, a, a little bit, although although I think that's yeah. I think that's very much just in your brain. That's in your head, um, right? And right. and so you know, I I think about ways that you can turn your hobbies into a, a way to make a living. So, for example, you did a a, a six week hike, right? Or, you, or you've done these mm -hmm. major outdoor excursions. There are companies, travel companies, that are constantly looking for folks who will be tour guides a week at a time, whether it's in the national parks. Or whether it's on the the biking or hiking or um, or cross country adventures or those kinds of things, where they're looking for somebody to to shepherd a group of uh, usually uh, high paying tourists through some uh, adventure that maybe they've never been on before, where you're the expert, but you also get to be out and about and see the see the world. 
and you see it from a yeah. bicycle or you see it from a bus window or you see it from a foot with a walking stick like yeah. why why not uh, sort of explore ways to to be outside because I, I do think you like to be outside and and to be active um and also mm -hmm. not to be sedentary i mean yeah Look, I think we've solved all your problems in about seven minutes. We've got this. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm, and I'm not, of course, I'm not calling them problems. Uh, that's the wrong word. But but this challenge to find, to find yeah. a way to get to get employee benefits, to have the right health insurance, to have the right uh, retirement plan, to have the ability to start mm -hmm. to make the kind of money that some of it can be put away, whether that's 10% or 20% or whatever it is, for either a rainy day or for the long term where maybe you can't do that forever you know there there are i'm sure some walking tour guides who in their 70s and 80s but most of them are younger than that most of them i would think um but so there comes a point where financial freedom intersects with personal freedom and right now you have an enormous amount of personal freedom but i suspect financial freedom is not something that that that's not a way you would describe your life right now i would i would not think mm-mm mm-mm yeah. I would not think work is optional at present. I would think it's required no, it's to pay some bills. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So 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 in in terms of in terms of doing this, how do you how do you find those things and how do you find something that you love to do that gets excited where you get excited to get out of bed every morning and it's paying the bills and it's not in a cubicle. I mean, you said you spent a year yeah. and I'm not going to ask you where, but you spent a year in Seattle sort of at the day job. And I don't know, I mean, I only lasted a year in corporate America myself. I couldn't do it. You know, I had an entrepreneurial itch. I wanted to be doing different things and meeting different people and growing something and building a company. And um, I, I couldn't do corporate America. Like it was, it was misery for me. So how do we yeah. do this? What, what, what is yeah. stopping you other than you from finding this opportunity? How do we do this? Because I, I want the gig. I want to find this with you. Because I think it's going to be an incredibly empowering moment for you. Yeah. I mean, this is something I've thought a lot about, of course. Um, and I think there's always been this sense that I have to build a skill set I don't already have to be to have something to offer outside of the service industry, which is essentially kind of where I've worked. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, this might just be in my head. It probably is. Oh, there's but no question I have about not it. been able. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you. seriously, there's no question about <laughs> Smart it. Smart enough to know that at least. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the, you're, you're your own biggest enemy instead of your own biggest cheerleader. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, the only way to build a skill set is to do it. You have to roll your sleeves up and you have to do it. And you have to fall on your face a few yeah. times. And I don't know about you, yeah. but I've fallen on my face a few times and it's always yeah. made me better. You dust mm -hmm. yourself off mm -hmm. and you move on and there's grit and there's resiliency and mm -hmm. there's determination. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, you, you said your, your, your life was not one growing up, at least your life was not one of great adventures and being out and traveling a lot and, and, and those kinds of things. Like you hadn't had that opportunity. It was a little bit mm -hmm. close to the vest, presumably, mm -hmm. which means that you are to this day, you are, um, the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree is a, is a, uh, an idiomatic expression for a reason. It's cliche as hell, but it's true. And that is that 
you sort of are who you were as you were growing up. And the only way to bust through that, the only way to metamorphosize is to take that first step and take some risk. And you've taken risk in different ways. Like I've never had yeah. the, the yeah. nerve to take off for 10 months and just go someplace. In fact, I have not been to Europe. This is true. I have not been to Europe since 1986. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I've seen the Sorry, US. but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I've seen I've seen almost all 50 states. So in fairness, it's not that I don't travel. It's not that I don't get out. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. My travel's been very domestic and, you know, mm -hmm. the occasional island here or there. And I love Canada. But I, I literally have not been to Europe in an obscene amount of time. It's silly. Um, and it, some of it's just because I wanted to see this country, and I have, and now... Um, and now I think it's time for new challenges for that. But in your case, this is a this is a case of you don't need what skills do you need? You need to put one foot in front of the other. You need to be a people person, which you are, because we wouldn't be having this conversation if you weren't affable and friendly and so forth. Like what that was not going to happen. Yeah. So so you clearly have that. How do we turn that into a a profitable um, thriving financial life to go with your wanderlust, which I think is, there's nothing wrong with wanderlust. I have some myself. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this um, is it. Yeah. And you know, what's going to be yeah. fun. What's going to be fun is, um, in six months or a year, when we have our next conversation, um, you're going to be doing one of these things. I'm a hundred percent convinced that one of these things is going to happen because you're going to try it and you're going to go for it. And that's what this is about. The financial piece, I can give you financial tips, personal financial tips out, out the wazoo. But at the end of the day, none of them will matter very much until you have cash flow that's reliable and until you have a, an income that's, that's reasonably reliable. It doesn't have to be a salary, but it has to be predictable in some level. Yeah. And you have to make more than you spend and all the cliche stuff. And yeah. then there's ways to do this. Yeah. Well, and I think what's been most challenging for me is not holding a job, not necessarily budgeting. Um, I wouldn't be able to travel even as uh, frugally as I do if I didn't know how to set some money aside and live mm -hmm. under what I earn. Mm -hmm. But I think I just have not found the way to earn that money that is sustainable for me as a person. It's doing things that I can do for a year and then I'm like so burnt out, I have to run off, you know? Hmm. Um, so that feels like the challenge I'm facing right now. And, you know, I'm working two, two jobs at the moment. Uh, for a while it was two like more than part-time and now I'm just down to two actually part-time. So I'm, I'm not, uh, not really burning the, the candle at both ends here. Um, but like, that was an experiment it was like, okay, do two jobs, make this work for me. And I was like, no, no, they don't, not in this way, not these jobs. Mm. Um, so yeah, I appreciate your question about, um, sort of what specific skills am I looking for? What specific skills do I want or feel like I need to make this, whatever this next thing is kind of come, come about. Um, and I don't know that I have a specific answer for that. I think that's something really good for me to go go off and think about. Um, the you know, specificity that I do have about uh, what comes next is more, oh, this is the shape of the job as opposed to, oh, this is the actual thing I'd be doing. Does that make sense when I say it um, that way? 
A little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I think you're, I, I think, first of all, if you can sell, you'll never starve. And all of us are salespeople in one way or another, even if we don't want to think of it. Whether you're behind a bar or at a, we're at a restaurant, whether you're at a, um, whether you're at a, uh, any type of business, whether it's an accounting firm or a personal contracting or a law firm or whatever it is, any kind of job, we're always selling our services. One way or the other, we're selling advice or we're selling a product or we're selling a service. We're asking someone else to buy into what we do or what we provide. And that's true in every line of work. And in order to be good at that, typically, you have to be passionate about what it is that you're selling. You have to believe in what it is. And if that means for you getting people who have maybe never traveled before or never had that adventure to do it, you're going to see people just their, their heads are going to explode from enthusiasm because, my God, we just had this unbelievable experience. That does not require a skill set for you. That requires a personality. And you have that. You have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. People will people will follow you. They'll like you. They'll they'll listen to you and they'll enjoy getting to know you. Whether it's again, whether it's on a bike or a kayak or a canoe or on foot, mm -hmm. so um, I, I just, I just think at the end of the day, working a couple of jobs is fine. Um, and in fact, there's a, we had a, a guest on the show um, a couple of weeks ago um, named Barbara Sloan, who was amazing, who wrote a book mm -hmm. called Tipped, and it's about how mm -hmm. folks in the different service industries, all kinds of different service industries. Um, how they handle financial decisions and how they take care of themselves. And, and so I, I will recommend that book to you. Um, and I'm happy to make a connection because she spent um, the vast majority of her life in those kinds of positions and situations uh, and now is running a company in Manhattan. So, and loves mm -hmm. it. And so you, you just, I think some of it is showing up, some of it's being there, some of it's meeting people, which again, you can do or we wouldn't be here. So, yeah. so, I mean, you're, I think you're, yeah. I think you're kicking your own tail. Stop it. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Seriously, why are you doing that? Let's stop immediately. All right. So, so, so here's, the, here's the point in the show where I'm going to, I'm going to, this is not therapy, but what we're going to do is we're going to sit and ideate on what your perfect situation is going to be. And you're going to will it into existence. All right. It's not a seance. Okay. It's, this is this is not it's not it's not religious. It's not biblical. It's not a seance. But let's will something to be, because if you if you look at your personality and you look at your skill set and you look what more importantly you like to do, you like to travel. Mm -hmm. Do not get a day job. You will hate it. It doesn't matter what the job is. It doesn't matter whether you're whether you're uh, you know gardening or or directing traffic or whatever all the silly jobs you could name it doesn't matter what they are you will hate it if you're not nomadic so mm -hmm. let's play to that let's play to that who do you need to know because we all know it's not what we know it's who we know who do you need to know mm -hmm. to get your foot in the door in an opportunity like that and where do you find them and where do they congregate yeah yeah. And who do you know who does this? What friends or colleagues or uh, acquaintances or other folks do you know who have found a way to make a living that way? I remember I, I've been going to Ocean City, Maryland for vacations since I was uh, old enough to walk. So close to 50 years. 
and one of my one of my friends from high school um, is uh, and was for many many years a bartender there and i would see him in the summer and he said i work four or five months of the summer i make enough money here on a vacation area to to then take the other seven months off and i surf in australia or wherever i am and i used to look at him cross-eyed like how have you and he looked at me the same way and he i remember him saying to me because i have no stability whatsoever but i'm so happy and i'm sure you're doing it right but i'm really loving this and I looked at him and I said, I'm not sure I'm doing this right. Like this life is not a dress rehearsal. This is our one shot at this. Let's do the things that we love. So, and now, you know, fast forward, he's 50 years old um, and is still bartending, but also is is in real estate in the vacation area and, and still travels. Mm -hmm. And he's made a career for himself just by virtue of knowing people and being someplace. I mean, he even got married. I mean, this is somebody who no one thought that would happen necessarily. And if you're listening, yeah. you know who you are, and you outkicked your coverage. Um, but in terms of in terms of how to do that, this is not um, this isn't neurosurgery. This is putting yourself in a position to to be able to do what you love all the time. And it, it's not a fairy tale. It's not a fantasy. Someone's going to pay you to do what you love to do. There are people who want what you do. You don't need any additional skills or education. I mean, you might need some geography. If you're working at Yosemite, you got to know the park. But you need some information, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously you need to learn if you're going to be a tour guide somewhere. But if what you're mm -hmm. doing is taking a, a, a group of tourists from Vermont up to Nova Scotia on a bicycle, all you need to know is how to get there, how to change a tire, and how to call for the cavalry if something goes wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, I, I think you should be sending me postcards from everywhere you go professionally. Because at the end of the I, day. I can agree to that. <laughs> well, so that's that's what I want. Yeah. I expect postcards because I never get postcards anymore. Nobody sends postcards anymore. They all send e-greetings, which I hate e-greetings for the record. Or text. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer a text to an e-greeting. Nothing's worse than getting an email where you have to click <laughs> it and watch watch it for 60 seconds to find out who it's from. I, I'll, no, I don't want that. Anyway, um, so so Barbara Sloan, somebody you need to know. There are people in this industry you need to know. There are resources and books that you can read on how to do this, and there are companies out there. And like every company in the U.S. right now, they're begging for people to come work. Like companies are having trouble finding workers right now. Is the greatest time to be looking for work, probably in my lifetime. And what you aren't looking for is you're not looking for a job or a career necessarily, you're looking for a way of life that will pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I, I can't drop this mic because it's on a, it's on a, a swing arm, but if I could, I would, because I feel like we just, I feel like we just nailed it. So what are the things, cause you talked about putting down roots. That's not putting down roots. That's finding some stability mm -hmm. without planting yourself. And I actually don't yeah. know that putting down roots is a good idea for you. Why would you do that? Yeah, I don't feel the more that I've been thinking about it, because it was a sort of a novel concept to come into this iteration with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and therefore, you know, useful to kind of play around with and, and do the imagination exercise. But the more I've been here, I'm like, yeah, so this is nice. But like, I'm not this isn't the place. I'm mm -hmm. sure there will be one, but I haven't found the place yet. And I okay. think that's part of this 
project and this lifestyle is not only do I want to travel and see a lot of the world, but I think part of it is the sense of looking for where is my home and is it mm -hmm. in the people that I meet or the work that I find for myself or the projects and craft that I develop. Mm -hmm. um, and when, when that becomes a place, great. But until then, fun to just be lots of places. Uh, and I will contend that I'm not sure that place exists and that's okay. Quite possible. Yeah. Like why, why, why are you searching for something you don't necessarily want just because you think it's what you're supposed to do? Fair. You know, the, the reasons to put down roots are potentially because you want to, you want to have children and, and you want your kids to go to the same school for a period of years. I mean, that's a reason. So if that's part of your long-term yeah. plan, then that will involve some roots. But until that time, I mean, there are cruise ships looking for looking for staff. There are uh, travel agencies looking for, for folks. There are certainly just in hospitality alone. If you're working for one of the big hospitality companies, you can go to any of their properties as an employee benefit. If there are not for free, but but in a very inexpensive frugal way to travel. If you're if you're same things true with the airlines. You could mm -hmm. you can get a job at an airline and then you can hop on a plane and and be wherever you feel like being as long as it's on their route. Like these things exist and there's people mm -hmm. who do it. And, you know, I, I, are you are you in Texas currently? Oh, yeah, I'm currently in Austin. You're in, yeah. currently in Texas. So so if Texas isn't the place and Seattle, Washington isn't the place and all the other places you've been aren't the place, then maybe there's no place. Maybe home is where you where you rest your head. Yeah, and maybe that's okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm going to ask you a question that um, it's going to be a particularly interesting one today because I, I ask everyone who's on the show what they want to be when they grow up, and I, I would love to know what Rachel Schlimmer wants to be when she grows up. What's the plan? And that doesn't mean adulting because maturing is for the birds. I tell my daughter on a regular basis not to grow up because it's a trap. But in so much as we can dream a little, mm -hmm. what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I feel like I get this question a lot, um, particularly in conversations about what am I doing with myself and what comes next and why aren't you happy and like, what are you looking for? Um, whether that's like, in an ideal world, what would you do? Or like, if money wasn't an object, you're like, you know, there's all kinds of versions of this question. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been difficult for me to pin down, I think, because I do still feel like I'm in such an exploratory phase. Um, there, the, <laughs> the little girl part of me, the like six-year-old version of me, would love, I think, to be one of those, uh, what is it called? I think it's called horse vaulting, um, where it's like gymnasts, but on horseback. So like, so equestrian, some kind of equestrian. Yeah. Yeah, I was oh. horse crazy as a kid. Yeah. But not anymore? I think I just have given up on it. Why? Because it's so like distant from my everyday life. Um, it's not like I, you know, just see a horse every other day, you know, so it feels like I think there's just been too much, 
too much space there. Okay, but you're. <laughs> you look so confused right now. <laughs> Be- because no, I think it's great. I think you, but you're mobile. So what's what? So yeah. why not work? Why not work? Um, in a in a in an equestrian area or an equestrian center or in a in a farm or in a um, or in a training center or in a uh, anything to to do with that industry if that's what you love to do why wouldn't you do that yeah you need to be in horse country you got to go to Kentucky or Virginia or something but it's there there's plenty in Maryland we'd love to have you mm. there's lots of horses <laughs> like you know yeah. I, but but. I mean, if why why give up on the six year old version of yourself? It's not like you want to be an astronaut. That's a little bit more difficult. But if you want to work with yeah. horses, there are people who, and we've had clients who are in that business who work with horses, and and um, you know, and there are schools here in the area where um, it, it, there's boarding students and they board horses in literally around mm. the corner from us. This exists here, mm. so it, it. I don't think you should rule that out if that's something you love to do. And that would be that would allow you to put some roots down, but it might also be seasonal to an extent. I mean, it depends. It depends whether you want to yeah. care for horses, or whether you want to train horses, or whether you want to um, just be around the sport. Yeah. But I, I love your answer. I think when you grow up, yeah. you should do that. Well, thanks. Well, why not? All right. So yeah, I, we we need an extra credit assignment from you, and at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to ask, and I don't normally do this, but I'm going to ask in a very targeted way mm-hmm. for an extra credit assignment that involves going to a place. Mm-hmm. And that is if there was one place that you could visit again, whether it was for a week or a month or the rest of time, how, where would it be? And, and mm-hmm. what would you tell folks about going there? Hmm. Because you've been all over, and I don't leave the country. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think now. All right, you're going to Detroit. It's been solved. That's I, where you're going. I am. Okay, great. Yes. We're sending <laughs> Look, if, if you don't have an answer, we're, we're going to Detroit. <laughs> okay, well, that's where you're going. Um, have a great time. <laughs> you're on your way to, to, the, you're on your way to, the, motor, to the Motor City. Um yeah. If you think about this, yeah. think about where that would be because that's another answer to yeah. your question. Yeah. I mean, you you really yeah. at the end of the day, there's got to be some place where you were like, "Oh my god, I never want to leave this place." Yeah. Or, or is yeah. the newness? Well, and there's a couple that come to mind, of course, and so it's like, well, what are they? Well, so don't pick one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Great. Great. We have options. Um. One. One I would say was this small Irish town, um, about an hour outside of Dublin. I was working at a stud farm at the time and it was a university town. And so it was, um, it was very small. And so it felt like small town life, not the, you know, sort of big city bustle. But of course, if you wanted that, Dublin was super close. Um, and because it was a university town, they still had a couple of cool hangout spots. So it wasn't just like your corner store and your groceries and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a nail salon or something like Mm -hmm. there are actually some really cool little spots there. Um, and just the setup I was, I was in at the time 
I'd, you know, do my work with the horses in the morning and then I could ride my bike down to the town and spend a couple hours at the coffee shop, do some reading, do some studying, whatever I wanted to do. Um, come back, wrap my day. Um, and I was there for three, three to five weeks, I want to say. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't super long. And I, I was actually sad to leave, which is not always mm. true. Okay. Um, so that is Maynooth, Dublin. I have a university there. Um, really cool little spot. As a tourist, are, you know, plan yourself are a they nice hiring? little weekend or take a day trip or something. Are they hiring? I don't know if they are. That's a very good question. One of the things in the back of my brain has been to really try to look into um, how difficult it is to work as a U.S. citizen overseas. Um, my like top level exploration um, of working in Europe has been that it's just very difficult because you have to have a specialized enough skill set mm -hmm. that they can justify hiring somebody from outside the country. Um, and I'm not like specially trained or, you know, have a degree in any particular thing. Um, so having mm -hmm. like all round skills is one thing, but I don't know that I could prove like, oh yes, I'm a like top level neurosurgeon and you need me for your hospitals, but you know, whatever reason. Um, so where are there that similar? That has been something to look into. Well, and where are there similar facilities in the U.S.? This is a big country. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, you will find something in, whether it's a stud farmer or some other aspect of, of horse, horse life, there's a lot of it here. Mm -hmm. And if you are able to find stability doing that, and it allows you to not only start to build some of your personal finance and your and your your roots, but also it allows you to have resources to travel for fun when you want to. I mean, that's that's not terrible. Mm -mm. So, all right, you yeah. you I, I, as much as I hate homework, I'm giving you a homework assignment because because <laughs> that just because it's my show and. No, no, you're actually getting a homework assignment, no? not extra credit. No, oh, okay. no, we're going, we're going back to school immediately. Um, your, your assignment is, your assignment is to explore these two distinct avenues, one around horses and one around travel and leisure and hospitality and to report back. I want a full report and then, and then um, I'm going to suggest that you consider starting a blog of some kind and that we create a brand of Rachel Schlimmer. So begin with doing the search. You figure it out. You're going to write. You're going to tell your story. And it's going to be inspiring. And you're going to be happy about it. And you're going to have fun with it. I can see it in your face. <laughs> this How's is that? the hypnosis section of the show. <laughs> correct. Correct. Just follow my finger. No, don't. Don't do that. All right. You'll well, be happy. <laughs> We, we are out of time. And normally I would say we need to know your website. We need to know where you published your book. We need to know all that stuff about you. In this case, we need to know what your due date is for the homework. So when will you be getting back to me? Hmm. July 1st. July okay. 1st. It's arbitrary. Okay. By July 1st, I need to know. I need a full report on, on what you found. And I'm going to follow this. And we'll do a follow-up at some point and talk about it. And it's going to be awesome. Deal? Deal. Let's play. Thank you for thank you for getting out of your comfort zone. I know you were scared to death to do this, and I hope it wasn't painful. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun.
That's fine. Right. Well, thanks for, thanks for being it. here. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'd like to thank all of you for listening and watching today. We would love to hear from you. So please send us a message or leave us comments at don'tretiregraduate.com or on social media. If you enjoy our show, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with friends and family so they can join you on your journey to personal financial freedom. And please leave us ratings and reviews on your favorite podcast platform. They are priceless to us. We'll be back next week with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. Don't Retire, Graduate is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.